Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of the world's funniest comedians. This is Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Welcome, world. Welcome to an all-new episode of Comedy Gold Mines, where we do what? You know what we do. Get inside the minds of brilliant comedians. And oh my God, today do we have a very complex mind to get into. An angry mind. A little complex Angry, fussy mind. That's what we got to get into today. But an amazing one. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Comedy Gold Mines, Wanda Sykes. Hey, Wanda. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? All right, you. Hey, your baby in the back crying. Yeah, it's a shit show in here, okay? It's, it's, a, it's a walking Man, shit show. Four I understand. kids, two dogs. It's too much. It's too I much. Understand. I understand. You know I understand all about that. Ain't enough house. I don't but care you where got, you go. No. It ain't enough house. Never. People think Never. you can get big houses to get away from. House ain't gonna get you away from shit. They just they, they just go wherever you they at. Find you. <laughs> Have you been home and taken a shit in private? Never. 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 Those kids, they they, I think when they get to about uh eight or nine, that's when they realize. Oh my God, you're shitting. Yeah. And, and they leave you alone. But yeah. before then, they just wander in and hey. Well, Zoe, my, my youngest, his big thing is what you doing, Dad? Whenever I'm in the bathroom. What mm-hmm. you doing? What you doing, Dad? What you doing? Yeah. yeah. And they know they know new words, new sentences. You know, it's a it's a yeah. it's a it's a beautiful time. A beautiful time mm-hmm. to to be a father and uh, a beautiful time to simply understand your kids more. That's what this pandemic did. Pandemic made me really realize that my kids, uh, my kids are assholes. This is this, this is it. This is it right here. It's not your kids, Kevin. It's just kids. Kids in, in general. general. Yeah. Kids in general. Yeah. yeah. Why do we get to talk today? Now I know you, right? Uh huh. This is an opportunity for you know I'm way past my bedtime. I would say way past my bedtime, but you just know it's it's kind of late. This is kind of late. Well, yeah, but I'm doing it because I, yeah, I love you. They say you go to bed at five thirty. What's what's your bedtime? They say. <laughs> I have I have my soup. Yeah. <laughs> they say Wanda go to bed at five thirty. That's what they say. I have, I have my soup. Yeah. <laughs> then they then they throw <laughs> then they put me in front of the TV. <laughs> throw my shawl on me. I watched, I watched, I watched the six o'clock news. You watch an episode of MASH. Uh-huh. Me TV. It's all about me TV. 
On the weekends, I get to stay up and watch an episode of Columbo. Yeah, weekends, <laughs> weekends, you get crazy. On the weekends, yeah, you get... yeah, and I go to bed. Oh, let's talk comedy, man. Let's talk comedy okay. for a second, Wanda. Uh, an All amazing right. comic you are, successful as hell, uh, have been, um, you know, on top of your game, comedy game, for years now. Um, in the beginning, I'm quite sure that it wasn't that way. I want to know. I want to know why you chose comedy. What What is it that got you into the world of stand up comedy? Um, I mean, I think it's it's like for all of us, it's just a it's a gift or talent that God gives you, right? Mm -hmm. And He's gonna make sure you stink at everything else until you figure out <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> you're gonna you you're miserable. At everything else. I mean, I was like funny all through school, high school, college. And then, you know, I graduated from college and I go, I, you know, lived in Maryland, DC area. So you end up working at, yeah. working for the government, which I did. And, uh, and I was quite successful working at, you know, working at NSA, but I was just miserable. And it was, I, I just knew it was something else that I was, that I should be doing, that I was wasting my time. How'd you check into the humor box? Like that's, that's quite the transition to go from a government job to, to stand up. So was it, was it one of the things of just being the funny person around people for so long and everybody's just giving you the nod of what that is? Right. Everyone's saying, Hey, you should be, you're funny. Oh my God. You're so funny. You need to be doing something. And I would speak in jokes. You know, you know, you have you have some friends who are just funny. They're just mm -hmm. just in com just conversational. They're just they're mm -hmm. just funny. Um, but they were jokes, I guess. Yeah. I guess how I would communicate. And yeah, and it just was like I, I and you know, watching comedy and growing up watching comedy and stand up and how much I loved it. And yeah, I just I just said man, I, I, this is probably something that I need to be doing. I need to explore, but I'd never been to a comedy club, didn't know, know where the comedy clubs were or anything. But um, like I said, it, when it's a gift and it's, and it's, you know, what's your, what your purpose, you, you, you figure it out. And, and you know, the, the crazy thing is, you know, I can't even remember how I found uh, the comedy club in, a, in uh -huh. the beginning days, right? I, because you don't know. You don't know where comedy clubs are. You're not in the circuit. You have no idea where to go to start in the craft. And then when you figure it out and you find it, it's amazing uh, how this portal kind of opens up. And right. you realize that there's almost just an underground world that you would have never knew. You would have never knew about. And once you get in this world, it's like, holy shit, it's, it's exciting. It's a, it's uh -huh. a rush. It's, it's full uh -huh. of people that frequent it. Like, you know, I remember when I, when I grabbed the understanding, I was like, well, how are these people coming to amateur night? Like what, what is their reason for right, right. To amateur night? Like what, who, whose day is, is built around the joy of a 7 PM amateur night show. And I talked to the, to the club owner. He was like, people love to laugh. And sometimes it's not about who's giving a laugh. It's just the opportunity to laugh. He said, mm -hmm. that's how comedy clubs make money. We make money because people love to laugh. And, and when I got in that field and I started to understand that there will always be a crowd, there mm. will always be somebody there. There would always be somebody in need of an outlet, uh, you know, in the form of that, ha ha. And I was like, fuck, like, this is it. 
Right. This is the thing. So when you say you figure it out, I know that to be true because, you know, it, it was one of those things where it just kept making more sense as you as you did it more. Um, the beginning days, of course, were rough. You know, they're rough for any comic. Um, when was it that you knew that you were an actual comic? Ooh. When were you out of the, the hacky stage of it? You know, the, wow. the, the, the early stage. And when did you transition to say, okay, now, now I got it. Now I am who I'm supposed to be on stage. Wow. I'm myself. Wow. Um, man. That's a that's a great question. I guess you know it just it took a it took a long time because I because I think like you said we all mm -hmm. do our uh, impersonation of a stand up comedy when we first start out before we find your voice and what some people mm -hmm. just they they do they're just born with it they they, they just they just start off with who they are. Um, yeah, it took me a took me a while. I always wrote great jokes. Always wrote great jokes, but mm -hmm. it took a while for me to like put myself into it to personalize the jokes and uh, reveal something about myself. And I think, um, I think it was my first half hour special. My my first half hour that I was at Comedy Central mm. presents. I was working on the Chris Rock show as a writer and going through a divorce and i think when i got that divorce it was like going through that it, it just it was just like not just an, an awakening but also liberating a little bit you know like oh, i can stop doing this shit i can stop <laughs> stop telling these bullshit jokes <laughs> oh my husband this my husband that. Uh, jesus what was that about you know <laughs> <laughs> I I put these. That uh, is amazing. There it is. It's amazing. Yeah, I I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Yes, and shit got better. Shit got better. It got real. We share a friend. We share a mentor in uh in Keith mm. Robinson. And I remember mm. uh one of the biggest and best things Keith ever said to me was in the younger days. He was like, "Stupid, you just went on stage and got a bunch of laughs." And the one thing that I'm thinking about is I don't know who you are. He said, who are you, stupid? Yeah. Nobody knows. You, you got a bunch of laughs talking about a bunch of nothing. But who who are you? Yeah, like anyone could take those jokes and do them and kill with them. But there's, you got a handful of jokes. That's it. That's, that's, that's what he did. <laughs> so clapping. Good, good, good. Good. You're proud of yourself. Uh, you got you mm. got some laughs. You went up there and talked about the ookie you and ookie. Did you get some laughs, stupid? He said, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Nobody yeah. walking out of here is gonna say good set, Kevin Hart. They don't yeah. even fucking know. Uh -huh. He said, tell jokes about you. Make people know who you are. And I think, you know, when he was giving me just those conversations, that crash course of understanding, it really uh, it really put me in a mindset, I think, to become a comic, to become, uh -huh. you know, a better version of a comedian. Right. Um, for you, I mean, look, you just talked about the days where you were at the Chris Rock show and you were writing, right? Yeah. How did you find yourself there? Uh, I found myself there because I opened for Chris when he was working on Bring the Pain. He was touring with mm -hmm. that and he uh, was at Caroline's uh, on Broadway and uh, 
Louis Ferrandez booked me to open for him. And he was just going in just to tune up before he shot the special. And uh, I was just like, like, damn. You know, I, I'd met Chris before and, you know, he's Chris Rock. But I was like, damn, this is, this is, this right here is going to change the game. I was like, this dude, this right here is, is this is taking comedy to, this is raising the bar. Um, and, you know, he was like, hey, you're funny, like, man, you know, like, like, yeah, you're funny, man, you're funny. I'm like, all right, so Bring Your Pain comes out, boom, kills, destroys everything. Uh, then he got his show. Um, I was like, wow, Chris is getting a show on HBO. Uh, I don't really, I, this, I think it's, it's, this is Chris's story to tell, but I, I got, yeah, the, uh, eventually the show got picked up, pilot got picked up and, uh, and he, and he sees me at the club. He's like, oh my God, I'm so glad my pilot got picked up. I want you to write on the show. I want, you know, they're going to reach out to you. I want you to write on the show. I'm like, okay. He, he was like, oh, I uh he's like you had three names somebody else had three names and i told the guy hey hire the person with three names oh <laughs> anyway i want you to write on the show. <laughs> i was like all right so i got a call from uh melanie roy and she's like can you send some writing samples that i did and uh I submit that and I, I, you know, I got the gig and I, you know. How did you know what a writing sample was at the time? You were, were you polished in the world of writing? Like, did you have some writing, no. writing jobs prior? No. Did you no. ask, like, what, what do you mean when you say samples? What do y'all want? And I, she, she just said like monologue, she said, write some monologue jokes, write some, you know, uh, like sketch ideas mm. or whatever. And I'm like, all right, okay. And yeah, I submitted that. I, I, I don't remember if she showed me the pilot. They may have sent me the pilot. I'm not sure. Even that strong to not to not have the experience in the, in that space and somebody just, all right, hey, uh, just send me, uh, you know, write this up for me and send it in and then we'll go off for that. And you go, all right. And and you, you know, it's like the, it's like the shaky, all right. It's when they, it's when I went in right. for a sketch, uh, sketch comedy show audition. They was like, "Do you have characters?" And I was like, "Yep." Mm. I didn't have a fucking character at all. <laughs> I didn't even know what a character was. Why well, they said you got some? They were do right. Yeah, yeah. Hell right, yeah. I got a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a hat, and uh, I got some glasses. Yeah, where you see, where you see glasses, man? Where do I do glasses, man? For you, he's good. I got glasses, man. Yeah, up. that's it. That was a that was a fucking. I got moment. this guy. I got the guy who snaps the fingers <laughs> and points. Yeah, that's one of my best ones. That's, I love that Snap guy. Snap man. Snap man is good. Snap man. Yeah, you don't like Snap man. Mm -hmm. So you go. Chris Rock show becomes a success. Um, Chris in general right now is moving. Your relationship with Chris. How does this thing grow? Oh, I love that dude. Just uh, I just. I adore that guy. He's uh, just super funny. Um, I, you know what? He, um, I keep telling him, I was like, man, you're Chris fucking rock. You know, like, like I, I want him to be more annoying like mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. and, and the sad part is, I know what you mean. You understand I what I'm exactly saying. What you you mean understand? Like, yeah. Yes. 
like own your own who yes. you are, man. But Chris is so like, hey, man, I'm you reserved. know, it's all good, man. So reserved. reserved, so like you know, doesn't rest on his laurels. It's like just hey, man, I'm you know. Chris explains why he's living his life, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Chris, like he's like, yeah, man, I'm thinking about just taking some time to myself and you know just kind of going and just doing some stuff for me i'm thinking about you know it's just i i might yeah, i might get I might. my hair cut today like no no I don't just, just get your fucking hair cut chris just go go on the trip get the barber to come to you Nah, i don't want to trouble nobody hey i'm gonna go in there you know there's a Chris, what you doing out here? There's like three people in front of me getting their hair cut. Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm sit in here. here. I'm, gonna sit. I'm gonna read some old jets. Yeah. I'm gonna read. Some- <laughs> <laughs> he's extremely humble, man. Extremely he's a, he's, humble, a, he's a, a humble, a humble guy uh, that has not let the success get to his head at all. And I think you know he's he's always approached life from that standpoint. But I I know how you speak of Chris, and I I know how he speaks to you. And you know, in comedy, I feel like we're nothing without our relationships. Oh, absolutely, we're nothing without absolutely. our relationships. And that's just an amazing one. Yeah, I mean, and any like if if yeah, like a career wise, if it was something I'm I've done that. I've I've like called him. Hey, man, let me run this bite. You know, um, he's he's just that guy he's that guy i mean like for me he's just such a goat you know yeah goat there's nothing i don't there's no debate or argument behind that bring the pain just change the the game of comedy you know it's like richard george carlin like even eddie left you know they're like hey here you go this is where we at and chris said okay like because we were i mean i don't know the state of comedy at the time was the Especially, you know, uh, Def Jam and all, which was huge, and which I love, put us in, put us into a, 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 a area where I don't know. It was like you know, body and big laughs and all, but bring the pain took us back to more like, hey, as a people, this is where we are right now. Grounded reality. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yes. Grand reality. Absolutely. And it was like, hey, come on, man. This this is what we're supposed to be doing, comedy-wise. And uh, it definitely elevated my game. And it definitely was like, oh, that's okay. That's what we're doing. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. 
On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? <coughs> or just a horrible accident? <coughs> That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. When you talk about your game, Nawanda, you've, I, I don't think there's ever been a time where I've had a conversation about Wanda Sykes and, and polished has not come up. You, you've always been a polished and prepared comic. You've always done the work. Like, you know, before you get to a point of, all right, I'm now going out and I'm doing the shows or whatever, like you, you do the work and that, that pin to the pad has been present. It's just been present in your career since I've known you. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the biggest piece of respect that I have for you. It's like, you know, you, you never, you never, you never just came off as a person that was looking for the easy laugh. I'm, I'm here to get the easy thing. Like you, you've always been a person that says, I, I understand how not just to be funny, but how to look for things within my world of funny that people may not be able to get to. My point of view is unique and different. That's what I'm going to be special in. And, and you don't have a lot of comics that do that, right? So, so now you're still doing it, but you're still fucking, you're still like elevating. It seems like you're getting better. Your last special, I looked at it and I'm like, this motherfucker getting better. <laughs> She's still getting better. So Thanks, is your love for comedy greater today than it was yesterday? Do you feel like you're, you're more in love with it? Are you, you know, is it at a point where are you, are you falling back a little bit? Where's your mind at when it comes to comedy? You know what, Kev? It's, um, I think it's, it's not just, I don't even know if it's the love for it or it, it's that it's, uh, I don't want to say fear or respect or I, I guess it's like I I you know I uh yeah I, I don't want to say um it's not it's not fear but yeah I guess it is maybe it is it's fear of not hitting that mark mm, you know mm -hmm. and it and stand up is still the most challenging thing I do it is and it still gives me the most anxiety uh it's um but I go to go back to what you said like the like the at, at the comedy club the guys the people show up here to laugh mm -hmm. right and I think when I hit that stage I know people want to laugh but I I just feel like they expect the laughs they don't want cheap laughs from me mm -hmm. And and I and I and I just feel like oh boy if I they they're gonna be like okay she's folded it in <laughs> you know so it's I, I I guess it's just it's just pressure I just put so much pressure on myself to 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 meet that to meet that mark because I I 
it's not just the audience, but it's it's you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I want y'all to I want y'all to you know, you look at my special, be like, damn, okay, that's that's what Wanda's that's what mm-hmm. she's doing right now. You want the respect of your peers, you know. But mainly, I I know my audience and I know who rolls with me, and I I I, I want to make them laugh, but I, I it it has to be at a certain level because. Like you say, you get Keith Robinson back to going, oh, Jesus, oh Wanda, God. what? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I got titties. <laughs> yeah, it's just. That dummy. That's a great that set, dummy. dummy. Mm-hmm. You feel good about that mm. set there? That was good, huh, Wanda? Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. That was really nice. <laughs> I just saw him too. I was just in New York. I, I saw Keith. Um, he came to the to the cell. I went and worked out a little bit. And oh, cool. He's just he's he's Keith. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about you know getting on stage. I'm just working on my speech. That's all I'm doing is just working on my speech so I can get more clear. And I said, shut mm-hmm. up, shut up, Keith. Nobody nobody wants to hear about you. And the and your your problems of life after stroke. Okay, either you gonna do it or not. Nobody, I'm not raising money for you. Um, I, yeah. Hey, I I booked some dates and we we're going out. I I gotta tell him, let's go. I love it. So that's my guy. I gotta tell him, let's go. There is no better person on on the face of this earth than than Keith Robinson. Here's another question that I have for you, right? We're talking about the world of stand-up. We're talking about you, your longevity, uh-huh. uh, your approach to the craft, your now fear and anxiety that you have attached to it. Um, today, I mean, look, the climate is changing, right? The conversation around comedy yeah. is changing. And, you know, it seems to be, it seems to be almost as if, you know, uh, stand-up comedy is like merging into the the world of politics to some degree, right? I remember there was a time. Oh, come on. Comedy's always been always in politics. Comedy has always been part of politics. Now it's more. Now it's, no. now it's like, you don't think it's more now? Kevin, uh, okay, when, when you say politics, I, 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 I'll let you finish. I'll, I'll let you finish. Here's, here's you what finish. I mean when I say that, okay? okay? When I say politics, right? In other words, politics and politics, there's there's two different sides, uh-huh. right? And in politics, there's a world of division. Uh-huh. And because of the divide, well, there's more of a conflict of interest and a debate attached, right? Whereas Say what you're trying to say, man. Because it's, well, it's I'm, I'm it's, saying it's, it. it's very I'm no. very good. I'm very no, good not. at talking. I'm very good no, at just talking right and now. getting there. Not right okay. now. Well, well, you can't bully me. And that's and what let, I do, me, Kev. Well, that is true. That is what you do. Okay. What I'm okay. saying is, like now, within comedy, you have the conversation attached to the tone of jokes and some people's approval and some people's disapproval. So where I say politics, I'm just talking about the split of contrast in what I like versus what I don't like. When there was a time where if you didn't like a comic, you just didn't watch a comic or you didn't support a comic. So what I'm asking you is, in today's state where you see so many people's opinion on a comic or on a on a comic's jokes or on a comic's uh, approach to what he does, it's like it's like we forgot the thing of well, you don't have to watch him or you don't have to support him, and and you find out that this conversation is growing because of what 
a political like approach. It's like it's almost as if it's politics to me now. You don't understand what I'm saying? No, I understand what you're saying. I think what you're saying is bullshit, but I understand what you're saying. Why? You don't get it? Oh, what what Tell you me saying why. I don't get it? No, it because no, it's it's very basic. I believe mm -hmm. everyone has a right to say whatever they want to say. It's called mm -hmm. freedom of speech. Comic can do a joke they want to say, right? Yes. But people also have a right to say, eh, didn't like that. Yes. So when people say, eh, didn't like that, then comics can't go back and go, you don't have a right to say you don't like it. Very true. You Very don't have true. a right to say you don't like it. Because now I'm going, oh my God, you fucking idiots. What are y'all... Everyone has a right. If you have a right to say it, then people have a right to say they don't like it. Yes. Right? Yes. So I don't understand what, what are you talking about as far as like... I'm talking about the day of, if I don't like it, or if I don't like you, uh -huh. well, I don't buy a ticket, or I don't watch the show. Then that's fine. And that's it. That's how, that should be it. But today it seems as if... There's a different driving factor of if I don't like it. No, 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 no. You don't feel that way. You don't feel like the world of negative is spread by uh, uh, the point of view of the negative. What? Well, you you feel it now because you have more platforms for people to put out there and type their little things and say whether they like it or don't like it. But. As long as people show up and they buy a ticket and they keep saying, hey, I, I want to see this guy, that's that's it. Then or this woman or whatever, then that's that's how it 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 works. Like I this this whole the, the idea of cancel culture, it's made up. It's it's like somebody gave it a title, but it's always been around. It's always it's always existed. It's all it's always been here. I mean, you know, it's like somebody'll say something or somebody'll do something, and then the audience has a right to say whether or not they like it or not, and then they and that's it. And if the audience likes it, if there's enough audience who still wants to see it and still show up, they will continue to support that person. That person will continue to sell, sell tickets and continue on with their career. I mean, we made, I ain't gonna say we, but it's, it's so made up. It's made up. Don't buy into that. Only, like, only person could cancel me is God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it. If God said, uh, oh boy, Wanda, that's enough. That's it. That's <laughs> okay. it. That's it. Yeah, I guess I'm done. That's it. Well, the big, <laughs> fella, big fella himself just All right. pulled yep. the plug on me. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a wrap. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Where's my shawl and my suit? I too, you know. I too feel the same way. Yeah. There's too many outlets to get it directly to your viewers, to your audience. I mean, Trump proved that. All the shit he said, you know, grab by the pussy. How can you stick you become president? <laughs> hey, president? To me, that the was the biggest. That's the biggest evidence of letting you know there's no such thing as cancel culture stop it just stop yeah. it yeah it, it's convenient it's, when when it needs to be and thank it's you convenient when it, it needs to be. thank you yes. if you you yes. fuck up and people go oh that was too much yeah. then you know 
Yeah, R. Kelly probably should have been he, canceled when he when, when he married Aaliyah. And R. Kelly knew it. And R. Kelly was like, oh boy, I, I better make some bops. He went back and made better music. He was like, let me get these niggas stepping the name of love. Yeah. I mean, Every yeah, every every time that he I got hot, he put out a hit. He put out a hit. If you really look at it, it was strategic in his approach. Every time that like, he got eh, hot, he peed on little yeah. girls. But man, woof! <laughs> <laughs> that's a, but did you hear? You hear Chuckle say? Did you did you hear? Did you hear sex made? Jesus Christ, man! He's doing it right. That man's doing it right. We going to the club tonight. Yeah. That's a it's a bop. He definitely played the game. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about the Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of the Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So, what do people get when they listen to the Late Show Pod Show? Let's let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. So then, so then you are happy. You're happy with the state of comedy. You don't feel like there is any, any uh, you don't feel like there's any world of change in, in stand-up comedy. Oh, wow. I'm excited about the world of stand-up comedy. I love, I, because um, I see so many comedians out there especially from marginalized groups I, I see more voices out there I hear more comments landing shows and and uh getting half hour you know hours and stuff and it, I'm excited about it. it's so many funny comics out there and I'm telling you here's the bottom line comics and everybody who's hung up on this Oh, you can't say this, can't say that. Oh, you got, you're old. You're old in your thoughts. You're old because mm -hmm. <laughs> this young generation, they, nah, they get it. They get it. So I think they, I think they do, I think they do get it. And listen, mm -hmm. within time, within time comes change. All right. We, we have to, we have to understand. Dude, we had, we, there used to be public, hangings yeah. in this country yeah motherfuckers will pack picnics and sit out on the on the grass and a watch yeah a hanging yeah and I, i'm not I'm just talking about i'm talking not just like slavery and and i'm talking about just it was just the yeah the thing and then somebody was like it yeah. don't feel right my, my potato salad just not sitting yeah. right with me it spoke up Watching this, I don't want to. I don't think I want to watch this no more. It's not yeah. cool anymore, more man. Yeah, watching people you know. die like this and bringing the kids out here, I don't think this is, this yeah. is what it's supposed to be. Right, I should be playing yeah. frisbee. Yeah. Somebody, somebody spoke up. We out here playing badminton in the in the middle of a hand. <laughs> this ain't it. Okay, we gotta we gotta adjust. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think within yeah. the world of adjusting, the the good thing is this: where where I'm at is. The spotlight on respect. That's that's the that's the there you go. that's the thing that I will that I definitely will side with, and say that I clearly understand. It's like you know we're we're talking about respecting one another. We're talking about um, understanding that that 
different people have different lives and within those lives it's about respect and and ultimately the the impact that voices and words have Absolutely. we've been ignorant to it for quite some time right you you've been uh-huh. you've been oblivious to the real damage of of certain slander certain phrases certain things and because of your obliviousness you know without the education without the understanding without somebody telling you here's what this is doing you don't know so there's been a large part of time where some people really just didn't know and i think within the last couple of years you know these last three years four years there's been a real spotlight on educating one another and and i think just to get to the overall solution uh as we get educated more well, you showed that you learned something by by making the the necessary adjustments, and the spotlight on on comics and you know our our tone it was it was it was brightened because this is the most expressive art, and you know now with social media, you know you what you say it gets spread in like two seconds. So the wrong messaging and the uh-huh. wrong thing from that brief spot in your set or a brief uh whether it's the beginning middle end whatever it's if it's taken it's it's something that's deemed as wrong well now that that that's felt immediately and for me in stand-up i think the biggest change is just making sure that i'm aware right and making sure that i'm not i'm not in the place of stupid anymore right like for the laugh like i don't i don't want to operate in the place of dumb for the laugh let me make sure that I'm conscious within my uh, approach to the craft now. That's my biggest change. Mm-hmm. And I'll say rightfully so. Yeah, for, for you. Me, that's okay. my biggest change. My thing is, and, and it goes back to what we were talking about, is like when you get on stage, you want to tell people where, where you, like to my favorite kind of comedy is when you're talking about, I, I learned a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I want, I want you to know a little bit more about me, where I'm coming from, how I think. So I think it's just mindful for that, my being mindful of that, you know. And words, words have consequences, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I like for my comedy to be a voice for the people who. Maybe, you know, who don't have a voice. I speak up for my people, all my people. I belong to so mm-hmm. many different groups. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I have your voice for my people. And uh, you know, and and is 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 there a line in comedy? No, I don't I don't I'm not gonna that's not a line, but just know that there's yeah. there's consequences. There's always yeah. consequences. And you know. If 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 I go on Ellen, my next time on Ellen, I go out there on black, in blackface and be like, "Hey, yeah. Miss Ellen, hey, what, what are we talking about? Well, I, th- yeah. I thought it was no line. Yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. now there's a line. Oh, okay. Because this is this is fucking with y'all. So yeah. now it's a line. Mm-mm. Can't you yeah. can't play like that. Yeah. Can't play like what that. What is what is so, next for Wanda Sykes? What are you working on? Uh, season two of the Upshaws. That's taking up the ma- uh, majority of my time right now. Very excited about that. Are you having a blast? Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's a good case. Yeah, we're writing. Yeah, so but but we haven't started shooting, but you know we're writing right now. So I'm in the room, and uh, so I'm in that room, 
also in history of history of the world part two uh okay. hulu we're doing that mel brooks and uh so i'm in that room so it's like my day is bouncing Swamped. back and back back that. and then push it productions we we got a lot of you know projects going on we just set something something up over at abc and we got another thing we're doing with netflix so um, are you loving the, uh the world of producing i love it i yeah. really man I, i'm not sure you know i mean it's the, it's the best i but i gotta figure out how you know uh right now it's just myself and and Paige her was we're, we're doing all the work but we gotta we gotta get some staff around us because i know man you have to. You, I, you I, gotta, I was looking at that retreat you, you know did. What? I'm like, you know that's, that's not about... the thing. You you got a great group with you, and but to me, that's why I love about producing is just to go. Damn, we had an idea, we put it together, we sold it, and now we get to hire a bunch of people. Hiring folks, that's like it just yeah. changes yeah. lives, right? Yeah. You love that, and you watch them grow, you watch them move up, and all that. Yeah, yeah. that's the move. Yep, you're giving people the opportunity, and I think. You know, when you're talking about production and right now it's you and your partner, you know, that one that one person that you bring in that acts as a creative exec or right. a head that's we, of development. That's what we need next. You know what I mean? Or yeah. that, that person, that's all they can do is just start to yeah. put this org chart together. And you know, what you can do um in these beginning stages is not really not really commit to just one place but if you do do something like a three three show deal or or you know maybe like a a, a two picture deal something like that you mm -hmm. get them to apply money mm -hmm. to your overhead yeah. and you take that money yeah. and that's what you go hire yeah. you know Absolutely. that that exec with but it only takes yeah, like yeah. one or two in the beginning just to give you guys a nice system yeah. and you'll find that you start churning out stuff more. But you know what? It's to us, it's just more of the, of finding that, that development exec, you know, it's mm -hmm. like we've, yeah, we've, you know, had, uh, overalls and, uh, not for overalls, first looks and first look deals and stuff and, uh, brought people on but just didn't kind of work out. So it's just, it's just got to find that right person. You find you that find, right, find the right person. You got to find the right person. And and right now, I mean, listen, the, the, the town, there's so much going on because there's so many different, there's so many different outlets for content, for IP mm -hmm. and everybody. Mm -hmm. Like what I, what I found what made it easier for, for me is in that corporate structure, that corporate ladder, it takes so long for people to progress. So in that space, if you find the good talent that's locked up in that ladder somewhere and they don't have the opportunity to get to the top and they're looking at eight, eight years, 10 years before they can, right. well, you're like, hey, look, this is, a, this is a great opportunity to get in on the ground floor right. with, with a production company that you know is going to work. You know we're going to uh, you know, produce TV shows and create other verticals, you can get in here and have more of a creative role, more of an impactful role and be higher on a chain and you're almost mm -hmm. fast tracking. So, you know, those were, yeah. the, those were the conversations that I had that allowed me to kind of bring some, some high level talent in, but I'm, I'm in love with it. Wanda. I kind of started to love it more than the, than the idea of the star. I like the business more than I like the fame and the star, like the business, the business is evergreen. The business puts us in a place to keep money yeah. coming in the mailbox, right? Like with or without you. But you are killing. How, how, how many hours do you sleep a night? Seriously. 
I got this mattress called Eight Sleep, so I can track it because I was my wife jumped in my ass real bad, and she was like, "You don't sleep. You need to figure it uh-huh. out." And I was like, "I feel like I get enough sleep." So we brought this mattress, and it tracks your your sleep, how much you sleep for the week. I probably sleep four to five hours a day, wow. and that is that. I was told that. At forty-two, that's not good. You need you need at least you need at least six to eight. They were saying six mm-hmm. to eight minimum. Um, so I'm below what you need, but I'm a you know I'm I'm the early morning riser because my day starts at like nine, so I get up at like five, so I can work out and do all that stuff. And coming home, regardless of the time, you know you I got teenagers, so the teenagers want to chill. They want to watch TV or watch a movie and you know that that normally takes you to like that 9 p.m 9 30 time so i try to get in the bed i try to get in the bed by like 10 30 but then you end up just watching something stupid you uh-huh. know god forbid martin's on i, I end up <laughs> watching episodes of martin like i've never seen them before and i'm locked right. in oh it's a karate in. man yeah I oh, okay. this. <laughs> i'm locked in oh you gotta be kidding me this is the dragonfly jones episode i watched the whole damn thing so i ain't, I ain't in right. actual sleep till 12. but this mattress is dope though because it 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 tells you when you're in a deep sleep and when you're like light sleeping and what i have a problem with is deep sleep so i i can sleep okay. but but if i hear a crack if i hear anything i'm up yo I hear you, man. Yeah, that's where that's, that's my problem. That's me. That's my problem. That's me. That's I me. Can't. But it's it's it's. I think as that I'm as I'm removing myself more to Wanda, I think I'm um, I think as like I'm letting I'm letting the people around me be stars. I'm letting these people like navigate in these corporate waters and you know delegating, yes, but but not micromanaging, right? So I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm taking more off my plate. So that I can kind of sit back a little bit, a little bit. Well, I got I, you know, as much as it pains me, because you know, I love to bully you and call you dummy. That I, that's like my joy. That's my joy. But um, you're killing it, man. Very I, proud of you. I I love you, and I am more than proud of you. I. Uh, Look, I, I love everything about you. I love what you stand for. I love that you're unapologetically you. And that's never going to change, right? You, like you said, you you ride for your people and a lot of people you do have. But the beauty of Wanda Sykes is that she's Wanda Sykes. And there's never another version of this person. It's, it's as beautiful and bright as day. Uh, and for me, you have acted as a light. You have acted as... Uh, a, a person that has educated me on things that I would have never been educated on because I'm a little dummy and little, little dummy can float in the space of stupidity and not know it. So without, without relationships, as I spoke on earlier, as comics were nothing. And I can say you are one of my best. This is one of the best relationships that I have. And that circle of you, Chris, Keith, I mean, you know, you just talk about the, the minds in that circle you just talk about you know the 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 joke that chris and i have is we ain't crazy right and he said hey man he said is you don't do it i ain't gonna do it he said and if you feel like you're gonna do it 
just tell me because then I got to tell the other people so we can call you together and go, what the fuck are you doing? As long as we don't go crazy. He said, that's, that's the gift. The gift is just being grounded and real. And yeah. look at our little, our little click of, of comic success. And you know, the guys and, and the, the women I'm talking about, uh, it works for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we work for a reason and the success is attached to it for a reason. And there is no shock that you are who you are and where you are. It's well-deserved. You're always going to fucking work. You're always going to do whatever it is you want to do because you got anxiety and you fucking scared <laughs> of yourself. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. You're right. All right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Comedy Gold Mines. You know what we do here? We get inside the minds of amazing comedians. And today, with an amazing mind we got into, Wanda Sykes. Uh, as you heard her say, Upshaws, they're working on another season. Make sure you catch it out. Show on Netflix, starring Wanda, Mike Epps, uh, Kim Fields. Um, who else? Uh, X is the leads there. Wanda? Oh, it's Paige Kennedy, mm-hmm. Jamel Simmons, uh, 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 Kylie, uh, uh, Spragans, uh, Diamond, uh, Journey. It's a, it's a shitload. Either way, season one is on Netflix now. Season two, season two coming soon. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, Wanda, <laughs> we will talk soon. Yes, this is exactly what I thought it would be. It's dope, dope, and you are dope. All right, I love you. Love you, man. All right, bye. Comedy Gold Mines is a serious XM and LOL audio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emil Garner, and Ian McDonald. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.